0: Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. And we appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. Let's join together for prayer. Dear gracious Lord and Father, we thank you that you've bless us with Your Word once again to study. And Father God, we pray that You'll be with us as we uh, seek the truths of Your Word and, and seek to apply them to our lives. Lord, bless us, bless all that hear these words, and Lord, may their lives be enriched by Your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. When I was a young boy, there would be times when uh, my mom would ask us, my brother and myself, to do things. We would uh, be called upon to take out the trash or to do cleaning in the house or to do work outside in the yard. Uh, uh, There was just not really much of anything that uh, we weren't uh, called upon from time to time to do. Most of the time we didn't matter what we were doing, if we were watching TV or reading a book or uh, doing homework or anything else. As soon as mom and dad asked, uh, we were brought up to understand that as soon as mom and dad asked, we, we would reply in some way to let them know that we were about to do what they asked us to do. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh or to ask some type of question that would clarify what it was that we needed to do uh with my dad having polio and not being able to do a lot of things a lot of times it was something as simple as just uh going into the other room and and picking up uh something uh my dad would get uh would get tired of asking uh the same way so he would he would ask in different ways. Uh, he'd say, Carl, uh, go in the other room and pick up so-and-so and bring it to me. And then the next time it'd be, uh, Carl, how about breezing back there and get getting such-and-such? The next time, it, it might be a week later or something, he'd, Dad would remember all the different ways that he'd done before, and he'd try and come up with a different one. Hey, how about tripping in the other room and, and picking up such-and-such? And uh, my dad always loved the... the uh, uh, the section of Reader's Digest where you had the test to see if you knew the vocabulary words and and all that. My dad always wanted to, and he was always about trying to learn new words and new ways of doing things. And he had a, a whole slew of different ways of asking. But no matter, it didn't matter what he asked or what my mom asked us to do. Uh, we were to get up and go and do it right away. Um, Occasionally, there we'd be in the middle of doing something, and and say, uh, uh, "Just a minute, Mom," or I, "I'm I'm coming," meaning you know I'm going to set down what I'm doing and I'll be there in half a second. Uh, but always, always going to go and do things. And that doesn't mean that my brother and I were perfect. Uh, uh we we had times when we didn't want to do things uh, uh we'd be you know it's not like today where kids can pause the t v and 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 go do something and come back uh back then you had to try and i i remember we would we'd be do, uh, watching something and and mom and dad would ask me to, and my brother to do something and my brother and I would race to see if we could go and do it while the commercials were on we'd we'd uh go out to feed the dog and we'd both tear out of the house and get the stuff and feed the dog and give it water and and do whatever we had to do and then tear back into the house so we could catch uh, uh, the dukes of hazard before it came back on or gomer pile or whatever it was uh, it didn't matter uh, we'd try and, and scream out of the room and come back uh, running back in in time to get back into uh, to our seat before the the uh, show started back uh, but there were times when we oh mom oh dad do we have to you know it was uh usually related to bath time or something like that when we were little and uh and we would make uh, uh, you know kids when they're that age uh tend to try and make excuses uh uh oh mom i don't need to take a shower i took one last week you know or uh mom i i don't need to <laughs> i don't need to i i don't need to do that i did that just yesterday you know i don't need to brush my teeth i did it just yesterday you know uh, uh that kind of thing uh uh you know mom i don't need to brush my hair you know it, it'll just get messed up again anyway you know and uh, that kind of thing and and uh We tend to be the worst type of people to make excuses, don't we? Uh, People in general, not just me, but, uh, you know, people in general. Uh, Look at uh, Adam and Eve in the garden. When God came and was looking for Adam and Eve, uh, uh, God says, hey, Adam, where are you? Of course, he knew where he was and all that. And and Adam was hiding with Eve because they were naked in in the garden. And... uh, uh Adams like uh finally answers and said well uh we heard you coming and we didn't want you to see us in the in the state we were in uh you know uh never mind the fact that that he used to see him every day, all the time, like that, and and he didn't have a problem with it. Uh, all of a sudden, though, Adam and Eve had a problem with it. Then God said, "Well, who told you you were naked?" And then and Adam said, uh, "Well, when we uh, that woman that you gave me, see, he's already making an excuse. That woman you gave me, she gave me uh, the forbidden fruit, and when we ate it, we found out." And God turns to eve and 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 he says, "Okay, eve, what's the story and And Eve said, "Well, that serpent it wasn't you know well, hey, why is he looking at me? He ate it just as much as I did huh it, it was that serpent he came along and he he beguiled me, he tricked me he he convinced me to eat it, and I saw it look good, so I went ahead and did it." the serpent didn't have anybody to look to. He's like, wait a minute, I'm at the end of the line. I don't have anybody else to, uh, to blame. But we all make excuses for all kinds of different things. Look at Cain. Uh, uh, you know, Cain killed Abel, right? That, that's the two, right? The, kill, uh, the two brothers. Uh, God came looking for Abel and, and God said to Cain, hey, Cain, where's your brother? Cain says, who am I? Am I bro- my brother's keeper? And You know, God's asking Cain because he knows that Cain killed his brother. He's given him an opportunity to confess. Just like when God came to Adam and Eve in the garden, saying, who, who, where are you? He knows where they are. He's given them an opportunity to confess. See, even all the way through all of that, God is still trying to get us to own up to our sinful nature, our sinfulness, so that He can go about the process. You know, you have to admit your sin before you can then ask for forgiveness. You can't ask for forgiveness for sin if you don't uh, first admit... (coughs) Excuse me. Admit that you've done a uh, committed a sin. So God was giving them an opportunity to admit what they had done before, uh, uh, so that they would have an opportunity to ask for forgiveness. And yet, uh, you know, they never did. Uh, You know, Cain says, "Who am I? Am I my brother's keeper?" Excuse, you know, trying to make an excuse. (coughs) Excuse me. So we all tend to try and make excuses. We uh you know it's just like two little kids sitting in a room and uh, all of a sudden a lamp falls on the floor, both of them are going to point to the other one and say that they did it, not them. Uh, they You'll find that that lamp jumped off the table and uh, fell to the floor and nobody went over there and touched it, if you believe what both the little boys said, uh, if you asked them uh, what happened. So, you know, we all make excuses and we see that... <coughs> In God's Word here tonight, look at Luke chapter nine verse fifty-seven. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I'll follow thee wherever thou goest. Uh, so here's Jesus has been teaching, and he's going through an area with his disciples, and he has a, a fellow that comes up and and basically says, Hey, uh, Jesus, I'm going to follow. You, you know. I've often wondered, when I've read this before, and I'm wondering it now, why didn't he just start following him? Why did he have to go up to him and say, hey, I'm going to follow you? Uh, Why didn't he just start following him? But anyway, the way it goes is that he says, I will follow thee wherever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, uh, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has not where to lay His head. Um, And what, here's, it's kind of a cryptic thing that Jesus is saying, but uh, He's basically saying to this man, uh, listen, uh, everything in nature has a place to stay, but... The Son of Man has nowhere to stay and He's basically saying, look, if you can't deal with uh, not having any home, no place You know, uh, that's like saying, Lord, I'll serve You anywhere You send me as long as it's within a mile of my home. God, I'll go anywhere in the world You want me to go as long as I get to go uh, as long as it's within 10 miles of my house. Don't ask me to go anywhere else as long as... uh, uh, But but I'll go anywhere You want me to, Lord. Lord, I'll... Uh, That's like saying, God, I'll go to anywhere you want me to go. Just don't (coughs) make me go where they have funny food or where I can't understand them or they got bugs that are big enough to carry me away. Uh, You know, uh, we make all kinds of excuses. Jesus said, look, if you follow me, you're not going to have things of your own. He says, I don't have... uh, the bare necessities, the things that uh, even the birds and the and the animals of this world have, I have no place that I call my own. I have no nest. I have no uh, domicile. Uh, and he's he's basically saying you need to understand uh, that. It takes more than just humility. It takes a willingness to, to do without in order to follow me. And another situation, and, and this makes it sound like there's multiple people standing there, uh, one right after the other, but these are other situations. And he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and to bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Now, uh, I've often wondered about this until I studied it and understood basically what was going on. Uh, Jesus was basically coming through an area, and just like He did with the 12 disciples that He selected at the beginning of His ministry, He came up to an individual, and He says, Follow me. Obviously, this was an individual that had been listening to him and and had been studying the things that Jesus was teaching, and and uh, Jesus wanted him to be, uh, to come and to follow him. And this is an, an example of uh, another response of those who would follow Jesus. And the guy says to Jesus, "Look, uh, I need to go bury my father, and then I'll come and follow you." And what I always thought was, oh, poor man, he just lost his father, and his father just died, and Jesus is being uh, callous towards him by saying, let the dead bury the dead. What I didn't realize was, until I started studying this, is is what really he's saying is, is not hey, I'll go take care of my father's funeral and then I'll be back next week and I'll start following you. No, what he's saying is, is let me wait until my father dies and then let me bury my father, care for him and and do all the responsibilities of, of being the firstborn son that's usually who uh, did these things. And then once I have no obligation to my Father then I will follow you. This is again uh, in the first situation it was that Jesus was saying basically if you were to follow me uh, you do not need to allow the things of this world the trappings of this world the, the monetary things uh, uh, like a place to stay uh, uh, a pillow to lay your head at night Uh, a dwelling place to get in your way of serving me this circumstance is as jesus is saying you ought not to allow uh the the busyness of life and and don't you know people that have have allowed those two things in their life to 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 hinder them from serving god Uh, uh, jesus is saying don't let anything hinder you from serving me if you feel the calling if you feel my calling upon your life to follow me, you need to respond. Uh, uh, we allow. Uh, how many times have have people said? And I, I know I've heard, had people say when I tell them, "Well, I, we're going to go to Romania. Uh, we're raising money to go." And I've had people say, "Hey, I will give you whatever you need. I'll give. You, I'm going to give you uh, uh, some money." And basically they'll say to me, uh, "I feel called to fund you because i don't feel comfortable going over there myself is what they're basically saying hey i'm going to get i'm going to help you go." Uh, because I don't want to sleep on the floor somewhere or I don't want to go to a foreign country where I might have to eat uh, brains or something like that. I don't want to go somewhere where I can't understand what they're saying and they might be talking about me. I don't want to go through the trouble of going halfway around the world in order to serve God i 'm happy staying in my comfortable bed under my in my home in my neighborhood where i 'm comfortable in my routine don 't ask me to get out of my routine that 's the first guy second guy uh, i 'm uh, that would be the person that's so busy with their everything. Hey, how about let's go visit? And well, I'd love to, but i got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to work and I've got to go over here and help this person out. And it, it, they allow the busyness of life, of allowing all those things to get in their way. I've, I've had... Uh, people in church uh, uh, just tell me, "Look, I, I would come to church, but I've my child's got this that they're doing. They've got that they're doing. I got to take my child to dance. I got to take my child to ball. I got uh, then I'm going. We're going to go fishing, and then uh, ne- the next week we're going uh, on vacation, and then the next week we're going to uh, go up to the lake, and then the next week we're going camping. There's people that fill their life with so much." stuff, they have no time to serve God. And so Jesus is saying, look, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to serve me, if you want to be uh, someone who is useful for uh, to God, you can't allow the things of this world, the niceties of the world, the, uh, the got to have the uh, the, the latest iPhone, got to have all those things, that'll get in your way and you can't allow uh, the busyness of life to get in your way uh, of serving uh, God. He says, let the dead bury the dead. And what he's here he's saying is, is uh, look, I know you've got a responsibility to take care of, of your father, but let those who are, he's saying, dead, And of course, we know a corpse can't get up and bury another corpse, right? What he's talking about is let those who are dead in the spirit take care of those who are dead in the body. Let your family uh, that is uh, not feeling the call of living according to god's desire for their life and not a part of the kingdom let them take care of those responsibilities you have a calling to serve god and and i'm giving you a calling to follow me let those take care of them and you come and follow me but of course they don't and verse 61 and another also say lord i will follow thee but let me uh, go first and bid farewell, which are at home at my house. Well, that seems like a reasonable request. Lord, let me go and uh, say goodbye to my mom and pa. And- Let me kiss my best girl and I'll come and follow you. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. And now what Jesus is saying is, he's using an illustration. He's saying basically when you're out there plowing, you're behind a, uh, some of you have probably done this, plowed with an old mule or a horse. Uh, in your, in uh way back when uh you you're sitting there plowing along, and I guess it's the same principle in a big old tractor if you're pl- uh 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 plowing up rows in the, in the field uh you can't be worried about behind you because you're not looking forward to see where you're going right you set your sights on a on a uh Landmark, and you keep your sights on that, so you know your rows are nice and straight. Is that isn't that how you do it? Uh, you set your sight on a, a sight line, and you keep your keep your tractor headed towards it. That way, you have nice straight rows. Well, Jesus is saying, "Look, no man who keeps looking back is worthy uh, to plow a horse." And he's saying, "Look, if you're so concerned and..." and again Jesus knows this guy's heart and he's saying not he's not saying hey i'm going to go tell my mom and pa Goodbye and, and uh, kiss my sweetheart goodbye. He's, he's saying basically, uh, he knows that if he goes and does that, he's going to weep and holler with his mama because his mama doesn't want him to go. He's going to listen to all the advice from his papa and, and spend uh, hours doing that. He's going to say goodbye to everybody in the world that he knows. And he basically is saying, uh, basically, I'm not coming. Uh, and Jesus knows that cause anybody that he's saying hey if you're going to go and do all those things you're just not you're not going to you're not going to come so just don't go. And so what Jesus is saying is don't allow anything to be in the way of serving him. Don't allow anything in your life to be in the way of serving God. And for uh, uh so in our life now there's three scenarios these are three situations in which excuses were given in each situation uh whether or not these are specific excuses that were given and this is a, an actual recording uh like a stenographer gives of of, of three different accounts of people that jesus uh, desired to to have a part of his disciples and refused to to meet the standards of Jesus to come and follow Him or if these are three individuals that serve as examples that are examples of the types of excuses that were given by those who were called and never, and never respond uh, regardless of that uh, you look at those three uh, three uh, excuses and those are the same kind of excuses that we give to this very day oh I would but I'll go if, we'll do when rather than let's go and say, okay, I'll go. You know, when, like when I was a kid, when mom said, hey, Carl, take out the trash. My response was not in a minute, was not uh, give, uh, let me finish watching this, wasn't uh, uh, in a while, it was yes, ma'am, yes, sir, nothing else. Get up and go. What what is that a symbol of? Obedience. That is a desire to serve. That's uh, exhibiting an understanding of my place of service to my parents. When when God says to you, Hey, I want you to go and I want you to be uh, a pastor and i want you to go into the most one of the most difficult professions there is to go and and to not only uh uh struggle with the the uh, proper uh uh instruction of the holy word of god but also uh having to deal with the uh, most difficult group of people on the face of the earth and that's fickle church folk and be a pastor you know, it's not an easy job to be a pastor. It's a rewarding job to be a pastor, but not always. And, but look, if God's calling you, God's calling you to service. He's calling you to be a, a pastor. He's calling you to be a missionary. He's calling you to be a Sunday school teacher. He's calling you to be a deacon. He's calling you. And uh, the response to God is, yes, God. Yes, Lord. When, where, go. I, I'm going. Where, where? Point the right direction. I'm ready to go. Uh, Yes, Lord, I'll go. Yes, Lord, I'll I'll do. Yes, Lord, whatever you ask. Yes, Lord. It's like the old adage of the drill instructor uh, saying to the new recruit, uh, uh, when I say jump, your only response is how high, not uh, why or uh, how come or anything like that, but how high you want me to go. I'll go as high as you want. It's not, hey, I, I'm not able to do that. No, sir, it's It's. you tell me how high I'll find a way to get there. And that's what our response is to be to God because that's obedience. That's a demonstration of love. That's a demonstration of, of giving our whole life over to God, of... of Releasing our will for God's will, God has a desire He wants to use you, He wants to uh and and if you really understand what God's calling is on your life, whether it's to be a pastor or a missionary or a Sunday school teacher or a deacon or or a, a pianist or or whatever it might be. You need to understand when God puts that call in your life, that is a, an honor to serve God. It is an honor that God would allow you to be useful for His kingdom's purpose. And secondly, it is uh, it's a privilege that you have because you are uh, God is saying, "I want to use you." <coughs> Excuse me. And any time that we are allowed to be useful for God in His purposes, that means. There's a blessing coming. God's not going to use you and not bless you when you uh, are faithful to serve Him and when you're faithful to be useful to God. Uh, That means a blessing's coming. That's just like... In the morning, I, I've talked about my dog a couple of times. I'll use another uh, use another analogy. In the morning, when I get up in the morning, I'm I'm not a very talkative person. It takes me a couple of minutes to start out with words. It doesn't help any that I uh, know sign language. If if my dog, if I knew my dog would understand sign language, I'd sign to her what I wanted to do instead, so I wouldn't have to speak. But I know my dog understands what I mean when I and I'll go into. The in there where my dog is and she sees me come in she sees me go and uh, get a drink of water and she sees me come out she knows that I'm going to take her outside and let her go do her business outside she's just waiting for the word from me to let her know that it's it's all right to leave where she's sitting to come and follow me. And she gets that word from me sometimes when I snap my fingers, she knows immediately I, I'm saying, hey, come on, let's go. And she'll get up and she'll come on and follow me. And I'm sure, uh, buddy, with your horses, you got uh, your horses trained where they respond to you in different ways. It doesn't always have to be verbal or sometimes it can be verbal. And uh, my dog, if if she's doing something and I say something, if I just say her name, she knows I'm upset with her, don't want her to do that and she'll stop immediately what she's doing. She's a smart dog. And and not everybody's got a dog that's like that or an animal that's like that, but it shows my Dog's desire to do what I want that dog to do. Why? Because my dog wants to do everything she can to make me happy. Because of the relationship that we have with each other. It's not because uh, she's in love with me like I'm in love with my wife. It's because she knows that if she does what I tell her to do, I'm going to feed her, I'm going to rub her, I'm going to give her a treat. I'm going to do all the things and she's going to be happy. It's the same way in our relationship to God in that when God... Allows us to be used of him it 's an honor and a privilege that he would uh, that the God of heaven, who is all, in all of his righteousness and glory, would allow a fallible uh, imperfect individual who has has struggles with sin, who has been tainted with sin, but covered with the precious blood of God, been redeemed by the precious uh, gift of Jesus Christ, has had the grace and mercy of God applied that broken fallible vessel to be used of God. It is a blessing because not only uh, are we not worthy to be used of God, even though uh, God is saying to us, look, I've made you worthy. I I have... healed you and i've repaired you i've made you whole so now i'm going to use you now it is a blessing because uh that being used of god brings along with it a blessing of his uh uh, of a portion we just don't understand and so many times if we could see the blessing at the end of being used of god we would jump at the chance of being used of God. But so often we think, oh no, I've got to go and visit so-and-so again. Oh my goodness. I I don't know how many times so-and-so does that. I just get so tired of uh, doing this for them. I don't want to have to go over and see them. I just want to go on home. Well, if we just do what God wants us to do, we'd realize that whatever uh, God has in store for us, the blessing is so much greater than anything that we could do for ourselves. And God just simply wants to bless us by allowing us to be a blessing to someone else and allowing His blessings to fall upon that person and upon us. And so often we just want to get in the way of God blessing us that we don't get the blessings that He desires for us. God wants to use you in your, in your life to be of service to Him. If you have Jesus in your life, you've been changed. You've been transformed. He's calling you to be more than just simply someone who... Here, Look, there were different kinds of people following Jesus. There were those who were curious. There were those who just simply wanted to see Jesus do a David Copperfield or, or whatever, uh, do some kind of a trick, magic. Uh, uh, look, uh, some people saw uh, Jesus like uh, uh, they saw uh, uh, David Blaine or whoever those guys are that do magic on TV. Some people saw him as, look, that Jesus fella who, who does all that magic stuff, making people that are blind be able to see and, and Deaf people make them to hear, and these people that are crippled or have. Uh, have uh, leprosy he's able to to heal them and make them whole again let's go watch him and see what he does I heard one day he made uh, this dead guy come out of the grave let's go see what he does this time maybe he'll make some more uh, water into wine so we can enjoy it or he'll feed us some uh, fish and bread that he breaks up and feeds a couple of thousand people with Uh, you know there was all those people that, that wanted to follow Jesus because they were uh, desiring to see some kind of trick, some kind of sign, some kind of something that was being done that they could get some kind of entertainment from. Then there were the people who followed Jesus because they wanted to disprove what Jesus was saying. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, those that wanted to, to, to listen to what Jesus had to say and scoff at Him the whole time and say all kinds of bad things to Him to disrupt what He was doing. And then there were those who were in, genuinely interested in hearing The word of of Jesus Christ and and their life changing because they applied what Jesus said. Which one are you? Are you just simply coming because this is uh, what uh, you're always expected to do? Or are you coming because you want to hear somebody tell a story about how God blessed them and and get all smiley and warm inside because of something God done for them? Or are you coming because uh, you just simply are... Are forced to by somebody in your family, a mom or dad or, or your spouse, or something like that, or are you coming because you want and because you want to hear what God has to say, you want to hear the voice of God in your life. You want to respond to God's call upon your life and to make your life closer to what God desires for you. If it's the last one, then you've got to ask yourself, what am I waiting for? God's calling me to serve god's calling me to minister god's calling me to reach out to other people god's telling me I need to go and to talk to so and so God's telling me I need to go bake a cake and take it to this person over here god's telling me to go buy some groceries and take it over here to this house i've seen these people over here time and time again and they have no interest in in church and God's telling me to go uh to go and talk to them why why haven't I done that yet god's asking you, why? Why are you waiting for? Won't you come today and say, yes, Lord? Yes, Lord. That's the only answer Jesus wants. The only answer God wants in your life is, yes, Lord. Yes. When He asks, yes. When He says, hey, go. you know that people over there? Yes, Lord. I know them. What can I do for them? What do you want me to do? And you'd be amazed at the things that God will tell you and you'll be amazed at how God can use you. And you'll be amazed at the blessings that He wants to give you as a result of serving Him, living for Him. So what's your response? What will you say? Let's pray together.